Hello. Hello. Hola, ladies. Hello. Put my headphones. I keep getting this stupid voicemail. Hi, it's Mike Taylor. I spoke with you last year. You told me to. Mike Taylor? What is he? He called you last year? It's some mortgage thing. Right now, the rates were really unpredictable for a bit, but we're in a good sweet spot. We're in a sweet spot. At 7147. I'm going to call you. You were last month when he called too, right? I know we spoke last year. No, we didn't speak. I've never been buying a house. Mike Taylor. I've never been buying a house with you. (laughs) Mike Taylor, quit calling me, sir. Hello and welcome to Table for Five with No Reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Thank you for taking a seat at the table. Tonight, we have a interview with Jenny Crawford, who is the executive director of Autism Advocate Parenting Magazine. We're going to chat with her a little bit about who she is, what the magazine does, some resources for parents out there. So we're excited to talk with her. Tonight, I have seated with me, Rachel. Hey, everyone. Kim. Hello. Jamie. Hi. Jen. Hello. And Jenny. Hi. Thank you you for joining us. So if you want to do a little introduction to who you are and your family and give us a little bit background about you, that'd be great. Yeah, I would love to. Um, So my name is Jenny Crawford. I am the executive director for Autism Advocate Parenting Magazine. I have a wonderful 11-year-old boy on the spectrum. His name is Joseph. I have two neurotypical girls, um, Alice and Savannah, and then we have another son um, that we just had this past year, but he passed. He has tried, he had trisomy 18. So I always include him because we have four children and we always yes. want to be a part of it. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited to be here and to share with you guys and, and to talk about what the magazine's about and who we are. So tell us a little bit about your passion for this, because that's kind of how we all came together. We wanted to provide resources. A lot of us started blogging to process some of our feelings of diagnosis, mainly because there wasn't, we were searching the internet for things, for information and providing resources to people in our area. So tell us a little bit about how this all formulated (laughs) the magazine. Yeah, I think honestly, we're in the exact same position as you. A group of parents got together and we said, you know, we really need access to better information out there for our children, because we really understand that there's good information, there's better information, and then there's the best information. And so we didn't want to just rely on our local resources. And we wanted to know, you know, who are the best doctors, researchers, professionals in the field of autism globally from all over the world, not just from, you know, Canada or the US, you know, what are they doing in UK and Australia and Spain and Germany, like all these different countries, and how can we learn from the best and implement that with our children. And so aside from flying all over the world to meet these experts, which we knew we couldn't do, we thought, hey, the best way to access that information would be to start a magazine that had really meaningful resources, content, and information from really good professionals and from doctors. Um, And so that's how we started Autism Advocate Parenting Magazine. All of us are volunteer at the magazine. The only paid staff are the admin, the editors, graphic designers, all the parents are all volunteer. And we really just do it so that we can access the best information and then share that with the rest of the parent population. Tell us a little bit about your journey at the beginning. Like what were you finding with for resources and what what information 
did you want to provide to others, I guess? So at the beginning, like I wouldn't have been able to take something like this magazine on at the beginning stages of my son being young. It's only because he's really thriving now that, you know, I can access more information. And, and to me, as a parent, you never stop learning. It doesn't matter how old your child is. You still want to know the best information out yeah. there, the current research, what's new, how can I better support him? And so when he was little, that's what I struggled with the most is just going through the endless rabbit hole of Google searching and Facebook groups, even though it wasn't like a total thing when he was young, but it's more yeah. so now. And it's just kind of never ending scrolling and searching and not getting the best answers. And I just didn't feel like our local resources were good enough. I thought they're great. I appreciate, you know, his doctors back home, um, but we wanted to access better doctors and better resources to make better decisions. That's basically it. Instead of, you know, going to a doctor professional that sees a couple autistic kids a year, especially doctors, we wanted to know, and you know, who sees 3000, who is, mm -hmm. you know, in, encompassed in the autism community and also what connections do they have to the autism community? What do they have to offer and what can they share with us as parents so that we can improve our child's life? So I really struggled when he was little. Um, yeah. And I did a lot of research. So basically I used to work in human resources. I quit my job when mm -hmm. I found out he had autism. I stayed at home with him, you know, just played with him like for, I don't know, six, eight hours a day sometimes just helping him as much as I could implementing anything that I learned. Um, and then at nights I would be so tired and I would just be scrolling and researching mm -hmm. and like trying to find out how to deal with some of the situations he was going through. And I was burning out as a mom. I was just completely yes. burned out. And so all that work paid off. You either pay now or you pay later. So it, it paid off. He's thriving. He's doing really, really well. Um, you know, he still has his struggles, you know, everybody still has yeah. his struggles and we deal with them. But now I thought, you know what, that shouldn't be something that other parents face is to, to feel that much burnout. And so I thought, you know what, we can put this together and I can still learn and see what other things um, we can do to support him. Yeah. And like you said, we're always learning and trying to educate ourselves because things shift and change so swiftly with our kids and kids in general, but especially as our kids get older and as they're developing and learning, you know, you have to just keep continually being a researcher. <laughs> yeah, they face new challenges too. Something I wasn't dealing with when he was little, now all of a sudden we're dealing with. And so right. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to research a new thing to see how I can help him. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your contributors for the magazine. Yeah, so we have um, some of the most well-known names writing for the magazine, like Dr. Richard Fry, Dr. Stephen Shore, Dr. Tom O'Brien, Dr. Esther Hess, you know, Temple Grandin. So we've got lots of the top doctors writing for us, and we have professionals as well. We cover current autism research, and I would say current within the last two years, because you always want to stay current with research and what's new, because it builds upon old research. And so we cover those doctors and their research in autism and what they have to share with us as parents and what that means for us as parents. So that's actually one thing in the magazine we really focus on is actionable information. So the point is not to just read the magazine and shelve it. The point is to read the magazine and say, what inspired me? What interests me? What do I want to talk to my support team about? What article do I want yeah. to print and bring to my support team and share with them? And we even have a page at the end that's, you know, next steps where you can write all those things down. And it's really important to us that we deliver in a way where you can take that information and do something with it 
the things that resonate with your journey. I'll say that because not everything's going to resonate with you. You know, I don't implement every article and advice that I see, but you know, best as a mom, your intuition, your child. Um, and when reading it, you'll know, you know, what you want to pursue. Yeah. Well, Kim, Kim talks about this all the time when her daughter was diagnosed 25 years ago, that it was like zero resources, (laughs) that there was books and what, what did they hand you? Like, did they even give you a pamphlet? For Alyssa? No. 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 And then the way the internet was structured, then it was like basically like an encyclopedia. It wasn't Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. but it would be like similar to that. And there'd be like a description of what autism is, but that was it. There was no groups or pages or people's experiences, nothing like that. Just like message boards in those days. Not even though. Well, honestly, nine years ago, there was nothing like this. I mean, there was a little bit, there was a tiny bit. Yes, Kim, definitely. Because they're like Google wasn't had. around yet. You know what I mean? It was like it was like the search engine that like brought Still up like, asking almost, like, almost like a um encyclopedia definition, which we all know the definition of autism mm-hmm. on paper is not good. Um, <laughs> doesn't shed a light to what and the heck people, is going on people, here. Well, because it's giving you the worst case scenario in every mm-hmm. category. And then people didn't even know what autism was. So it's like if we were out and she was having a behavior and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, she has autism. They're like, she has what? They're like, what's that? And then you're like, well, I can't really explain it. I have a kid like kicking me. And the, Here's this cycle. You know, yeah, like, exactly. So like now it's like people are like, oh, okay. They at least have some kind of like reference. But like then there was, it was like Rain Man was the only reference. But Jenny, that's what I love about your magazine because even, I mean, my son was diagnosed almost two years ago now, but even then, like they, I mean, for us, we didn't get a packet. We literally got the diagnostic paperwork and out the door. And the only advice we were given was like, we recommend ABA. Like, yeah, that's what, and, I, and that's what I got. So not much has changed. Yeah. I, guess. <laughs> I mean, there is more resources. Yeah. I mean, I, I could go on and Google and find people and all this stuff, but it was like, I mean, our doctor, I mean, they're helpful, but they're like, yeah, do ABA. Like it was just, I was like, well, I, I thought like I would be recommended to a specific like type of doctor. Like, isn't there a doctor who specializes in this? Like no one says anything like that to you. So that's why I love your magazine because it's like, oh, there are people (laughs) that are figuring this out and working on autism. It's just not me. I don't, you feel so alone, I guess. You know, Kimmy goes back 25 years, probably 22 or 23 from diagnosis. I'm nine years since diagnosis. Nothing's really changed. I was handed a red binder, literally handed a red binder, you know, and then Jamie, the same thing. It seems like that's never, you know, that with the, you know, the parents, you have to do the work. Yeah. You have to just immediately go to work. There's no help or guidance whatsoever. I'm being very honest. I walked out of that room. I still did not understand what autism was. I mean, it was such a foreign word to me. Just, you know, the thing that we really wanted to do with the magazine is literally cover every topic possible so that you can become educated in what's available to you, you know, whether you apply it or not. Um, you know, we don't take a stance towards yay ABA or nay ABA, but it's important to become educated about your options. So then you as a parent can choose what's best for your child. And so any topic that you can ever imagine in regards to autism, and even the ones that you don't know about, we search out and find the expert to write on it so that we can learn that information from the best resources. I love that too, because this community can be so divisive over things that, I mean, I know we don't have to get into ABA at all, but I know ABA is a big trigger for certain people. It's, a big fight in this community, but for like, 
that's all we were told at first. So you, you know, a lot of these parents go in blindly, they don't know there's other options. So I, I love that you guys cover everything. So people know, like there's this and that, and a million different things you can try and do and what fits for your child. Cause we're all our children are individuals. I was going to say, one of the things that I really love about the magazine as well is that we write it in a way that's understandable for parents, because when you have, you know, some of these doctors, they, as much as you can say, Hey, you know, let's write it at a grade eight level yeah. and it comes back and it's, you know, 10 pages long <laughs> yeah. um, and it's amazing. And it's incredible information you know, us as parents, of course, our creative director, she has a research background. She, she understands everything. Um, and then us as parents, we're like, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? And we, you know, go through the article line by line. And then we have an amazing team that does graphic design and they will break down the medical information into graphics so that you understand mm -hmm. what that doctor is saying. Um, and kind of the science process in some of these articles uh, where it might not be, you know, completely understandable just to read it from start to finish. Um, so I really appreciate that. That helps me. I'm actually not an expert. I'm just a parent that reads the magazine along with everybody else every <laughs> month. And I yeah. just start implementing the things that I like with my son. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Well, and it's hard. I mean, not my finest moment. I'll just say I told a school <laughs> psychologist because I did not understand what she was saying. And I said, <laughs> I said, I am an educated person. I hear the words that are coming out of your mouth. I do not understand what you're saying to me right now. <laughs> you know, like, again, not my finest moment. But there's like all these systems and, and professionals that you're dealing with that have a background in education or how they got their SLPs, you know, speech language pathologists, occupational therapists, psychologists, teachers, you know, all these people who have a background and we're coming in as parents with only where we come from, History. What, what our, yeah, our landscape is, how we know our children which we are the professionals in that scenario with our individual kids because we know them as an individual, but it is hard. It's really hard to take in all the information, advocate appropriately. If you have articles and information from professionals that you can bring with you and just say, Hey, I read this, like, what do you think? Then you're given an additional tool in your box to kind of advocate the way that you should be or could be yeah you know so it's really great that's great oh, autism is so multifaceted and so individual and it was really hard for me at the beginning certainly but even still to verbalize the atypical within our atypical and so when I can read a, a research paper or a summary I can learn a term that's more specific to my daughter and bring just a more clear voice of what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's so much Why, for me about exposing myself to more also, and to different. Sorry, Rich, I also think one of the therapists that was um, involved in Kaya's case kind of early, early on went on to get her, um, you know, her uh, bachelor's and then her master's in education and her, uh, her paper going out. I can't think of the word. Dissertation. Oh, dissertation. Yeah, was yeah. about, <laughs> yeah. After the diagnosis, and I thought that was, and she came and interviewed me, and she said, "You know, what would you want a parent to know?" And I said, "Everything. You're handed this book, and you're just left on your own, kind of on this island, to figure it out." And her whole thing was after the diagnosis, which 
I mean, probably will never go anywhere, but I just thought that was so key for parents, especially for new parents. Immediately following that, the diagnosis or somebody kind of there to help you kind of find your way through this, all the therapies and all the therapists that you don't know anything about. So your magazine, I think is instrumental for parents like that, especially that are just kind of like, where do I go? Where, where do, do I, I go? go? What, what does any of this mean? I mean, I look back now and OT, PT, SLP. I didn't know what any BCBA, BI, I didn't know what any of that, those acronyms yeah. meant, like none of <laughs> yeah. it. Very, very overwhelming, you know, and it's a dictionary in the back. <laughs> I remember, um, I didn't know what neurotypical, I kept seeing that. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> that was only like a few years ago. I never, that thing it. sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm like, NT, like, what is that? And then someone's like, neurotypical. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> You know, it can be honestly so overwhelming at first when you're yeah. diagnosed, but um, one of our contributors, Dr. Tom O'Brien, he has a quote that we put in our magazine message at the beginning for parents about, you know, empowering parents. And he said something along the lines of, you know, if you just spend one hour a week learning about a different area of autism, before you know it, you'll be an expert in many areas of autism. And so just kind of taking it piece by piece, you know, okay. learning. Mm-hmm. Um, each different part, like different therapies, different supports, different resources, and, you know, shelving the ones that you're not quite ready for or don't resonate with you and, and just yeah. starting slowly with things one by one that can help your child. Just breaking it down into pieces can help so much. I was going to say taking your time too. I think yeah. in the beginning, it's such a mental process too. So it's hard as parents, because I mean, for me, I like froze. I know a lot of people are those moms that jump in and research right away. And I was just like frozen. And so to anyone out there listening, you know, take your time. I love that idea. Like spend an hour a week researching stuff. Don't, don't let it consume every moment of your life because you can go crazy either way. Yeah. Well, and I think the more information that you have, and I feel this way about lots of things in my life, the more information I have, the more comfortable and relaxed I can feel in a scenario. You know, mm-hmm. I'm never going to know everything about autism. I don't know what my children experience. I don't know what other people's children experience because I'm, I can't feel that. But the more information I have, the more relaxed I can be about feeling empowered in the situation and prepared, I guess, um, in that way. So that's great. This magazine, <laughs> we're all falling in love with your magazine every second over here. <laughs> um, what about uh, the one thing I really loved about your magazine was um, providing resources to communities that don't have them. So if you could talk a little bit about that. Oh, it and what just you're makes doing. my heart swell. I'm in a mute I... so I don't sniffle. <laughs> Give us, let us know about that piece. Yeah, that was a big thing for me. Like I had, um, I don't know, 10 years ago, I think it is, I, you know, time kind of just flies by, but I went on a trip to Africa building schools in Kenya and just fell in love. And when we started this magazine, uh, it was just really, really important for me that we get the actionable parent, you know, support in the hands of people like parents in underdeveloped countries, because they just do not have access to the same resources that we have. They don't have, you know, that community center where they can take their child for any sort of therapy. It's really in the hands of the parents for the most part. Um, And so, yeah, we provide subscriptions to a ton of parents, like hundreds of parents in 
uh, Zimbabwe, Kenya, and Tanzania so far. And today I reached out to another organization in another country within Africa. It's a little bit harder in South America because they want it all translated to Spanish, which we're not ready for yet. Yeah. Um, but it's so neat because, you know, our magazine goes out to our subscribers every month and like our admin email is the responding email and we are always getting, you know, as North Americans, we don't really respond. Great. We got our subscription. Thank you. I'm going to read it. <laughs> yeah. like the email starts to fill up with all these international replies. Like, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And it's just so sweet that they're implementing the things that they're learning and, and accessing that information. It wasn't too long ago that in Kenya, I don't know what it was, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, where they thought autistic kids were possessed and they would put them away. And in some countries in South America, you know, you, um, I can't even say it. You end the life of your child. Yeah. Because you can't take care of them. And um, anyways, I want to stop that as much as possible. All of us in the magazine want to try to, you know, breathe belief and joy into raising your child on the spectrum and help provide relief in any way. And so we'll continue to reach out to organizations that, you know, want support um, to help their parents um, in those regions and whoever we can get a hold of out there to give them those subscriptions. So, oh, Jenny, thank you for getting information elsewhere. Yeah, that's really, really important to us. And another aspect of the magazine I didn't mention, but that really helps them out there, uh, which by the way, they all have like smartphones. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not even an issue that this is a digital magazine because everybody's on WhatsApp, everybody has smartphones, so they can read it. And we have printable resources. Every single possible printable resource that you can think of, we create. And if we don't have it, you just write into the magazine. And as long as it serves everybody, we will create it from visual schedules, first then boards. We created a social story or social story, a social skills game so that you could teach your child social skills through a game. Um, you know, managing emotions. I don't know. There's so many. That we I have. can't manage my emotions. I need the game. Okay. Jenny, I want to hug you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, you know, there's a beautiful thing about this community. And as we come together, we want to lift others, those that are feeling all those things. And for the kids, for our kids, for a different perspective, moving forward for our kids and for you know, others. So it's just spectacular. You're going to get us all in the heart. <laughs> now we're going to be on your, your, uh, your train to spread the word because <laughs> yes. we, we like that advocacy as well, you know, just getting it out there. And you, the other thing in your magazine is you have, you do have social stories in the back, which people can use for their kids too. Just a beautiful message. Yeah, you know, as stories, we're actually going to be changing them up. So we're always looking for improvements, make the magazine better, more active, interactive, all of that. And so we're going to change the social stories where we have social stories on every topic where you can start to edit them now yourself. So wow. if you need to edit the words to be a little bit more simple, or you want to add their name in there, or you want to add something else that, you know, you have a connection with your child that they'll understand, you can start to edit those stories so that that will be changing as of early next year. So we're excited about that. That is amazing. Ever since amazing. We, we discovered social stories around preschool and they really worked for my son. Everything, you know, people will give you tips and you're like, okay, I'll try it. But like, they really work. And I was always like, 
there needs to be like an app where you can just plug your own stuff in for so like the fact that you guys are doing that like just blows my mind right now I'm like (laughs) that's amazing because it's such a great resource and it's it's something so simple but it just parents don't have time to make their own social stories all the time so that's awesome and the subscription tell us about the subscription cost what is it cost it's $5.99 per month um for a subscription or it's $4.99 per month paid up for the year um so annualized or we have a premium subscription the premium subscription is $8.99 per month but it's annualized so you pay up the full year upfront. Um, and what I like about the premium subscription is that you get access to all the back issues, but we also created an article directory and that was really important. And it's actually kind of interesting. We kind of, we don't get a lot of monthly subscriptions. We get more so half annual, half premium. And I think a lot of people like the premium because if you're dealing with self-interest behaviors or you're dealing with, you know, aggression or sensory issues as a parent, you just want to go right to all the articles on that topic mm-hmm. and start yes. so that you can make a difference for your child. Like, I think it's important to become educated every month and read the magazine, see what, you know, new a things are there. Yeah. And, and that's important too. But I think like, at least for myself, when I'm dealing with something with my son, I will go to the section with those articles and we update it every month and add new things and stuff. So, so the price of a fancy cup of coffee you can get all these (laughs) resources your resources at your fingertips on the interweb (laughs) and use us like your eap program i don't know if you have eap programs here but like if you need something or you're like my kid's dealing with something like my son's uh, pulling out his hair i forget the terminology for it but I, you know, sent a message to our creative director. You need to find someone that's going to write on this. Yes, <laughs> please write on this. <laughs> so, you know, if you don't find an article in there yet, because we've only been around, you know, a year, just write in or, you know, you want a printable resource, just write in. We literally put it on the list. There's no red tape in the magazine. We're just parents. Yeah, put it on the list. So on that note, I was going to ask, I mean, I'm sure there's a million things in the magazine that has affected your life and changed the way you guys do things. Is there any like specific examples you'd like to throw out there? Anything that's really helped you that you've learned from the magazine and the experts? So yeah, I have some great examples. And like I said, I'm a parent that reads the magazine with everybody else and just starts implementing the things I like. And Dr. Gregory Knoll talked about the six thinking traps that a lot of autistic kids fall into. One is like black and white thinking. The other is fortune telling. So like they already know what's going to happen down the road or, you know, predict all the bad things that are going to happen. There's six of them. Anyways, I, it was so great. I read through each of them and then he gave responses on how to deal with them. And, you know, as I went to his psychiatrist and I talked about, you know, the way he thinks um, and the struggles that he's going with, I just couldn't put it into words until I read this article and I'm like, oh my gosh, he has these three thinking traps. And here are the three things I can do to address those three thinking traps. And so I work on that with him, you know, when he goes to the mountain and, you know, over-exaggerates things and well flustered and upset. I use those tools and it worked so well. Um, I'll give you another example. Um, 
my son has really hot feet. He will go and try to stick his feet in the freezer. I'm like, what is going on? I went to so many different doctors. Nobody knew what was going on. I Googled it. I couldn't find what is like hot feet. How do you fix it? You know, what, what is the underlying issue? And then um, Dr. Uh, Bowles wrote this amazing article on whole genome sequencing. Um, and he also, we also did a research summary of an article he did on whole genome sequencing of Temple Grandin. And in that oh, um, sequencing, I read that. Grandin, yeah, yeah. He, she talked about how she would stand up and give a presentation and her feet would be on fire. And I was like, what, what is this? This must be what Joseph had. And it's actually a gene found um, within some autistic individuals where they get very, very hot feet. Um, so I thought that was absolutely fascinating. Um, now that we've moved to Arizona, uh, we're reaching, we're going to be reaching out to Dr. Bowles because we couldn't do it back in Canada, but to get his whole genome sequencing done. Um, and I want to get it done for my husband and I want to get it done for myself. And that's a whole other conversation, but through the diagnosis of my son, we are 99% sure my husband is on the spectrum. It makes so much sense, <laughs> our whole marriage now. Um, and so it would be very interesting to see, you know, what his whole genome Markers. Yeah. is. Yeah, and basically that's like looking at markers on your genes and information regarding your DNA to kind of piece different things together. It's very fascinating stuff. And not only that, Dr. Bowles recommends certain things that you can do based on your genes mm -hmm. that can help with, you know, some of the behaviors or things that, you know, our children with autism or um, our spouses um, are dealing with. So, yeah. And there's, that's like an up and coming research because there's all this research on epigenetics and like yeah. markers and trauma. Epigenetics is like markers on your genes that you can pass, even though it's associated with like PTSD or trauma or something like that. So it's like a widespread coming up kind all of, of a sudden it's like, research. Ah! Ah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Ah. Like, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's really fascinating stuff. I loved that article, which gives us because there's one of the things that's so complicated with this diagnosis is it's speculative when you're getting diagnosed. And there's not like, oh, you go get a blood test and then come back. And yes, this is what you have. So the, the more science that you can and I'm a nerd. So sign me up for that. I'm like, with our creative director. <laughs> I'm just like, this is fascinating. Um, but for me, it's like, there has to be not an answer, but there has to be a, a smaller microscope that you can look in based on science. We just haven't got there yet. And, you know, as it develops and we learn more, maybe we'll have more information in our lifetime. Maybe we won't, but I just find it fascinating. So that was my nerd um, soapbox. Thank you all for joining me on that. Yeah. <laughs> Love Tap it. says curtsy. Curtsy. <laughs> if you want to learn more about epigenetics, go to that Google. Um, or you can read the article in the magazine. Or holler at our girl. Yeah. <laughs> so Jenny... The contributors, as you said, are all volunteers. How did you get these people? They just want to put information out there. What's, yeah. what's there? So the parents that 
um, help with the magazine are all volunteers. And yes, you're right. All the contributors to the magazine are volunteers. And that's actually something that really blew us away at first that, you know, these doctors, these researchers, these professionals, they are so passionate at getting their information out to families that have a child with autism so that it will make a difference. And they're just willing to write and share that information. And oftentimes, you know, some of them are really busy and so we'll, we'll interview them and then we'll ghost write the article. But even on those Zoom calls, they're just so passionate and, you know, excited to share and to make a difference and make an impact. You can definitely see those that are focused in the field of autism um, are at a different level than, you know, your local pediatrician or, you know, local yeah. doctor that you see, they really do have a genuine care for serving the autism community. I think that's what's so incredible that like, you know, our experience as five moms has been so different. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. we just heard about these red folders. I didn't get one two years ago. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like we came in a quirk and we left autistic. I, I had, I had these women to find, which was lucky, but I feel like your world gets so small, you know, you partition it off because you're in public school or you're in ABA or you're in the medical side of what's going on for your child, or you're in the mental health part. And depending on who you call first, you follow this lane of referrals and then you're either getting some help or you're getting not any help. And so to be able to access the greater, like just such, you know, the, from information from the greater community is so impactful. Needed. I mean, or misguided. And and Jenny, I think that's, what's great about you, you know, being involved in this is you have a child on the spectrum. You're not someone just reading a book. You're not someone that has an education on it because we all know that you can go to college and you can graduate with not a sleep oh, over at this house. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's great that you are involved on that level. Jenny, this has been great. <laughs> we love your mission, your magazine. Uh, it's beautiful if you subscribe to it. People can find you where? Where do they go to find you? I know you're on Instagram. Yeah. So you just go to the website, www.autismadvocateparentingmagazine.com. And I will give your listeners a coupon code. So if you coupon code 48 hour offer, all in capitals, all strung together, you will get an incredible discount for an annual or a premium subscription. And you can also find us on Instagram and follow. We post a lot of stuff there, Autism Advocate Parenting Meg. And I know you do interviews there too with some people. I've seen those over on Instagram. So we are all now fans of Jenny Crawford, as well as the Autism Advocate Parenting Magazine. Yes. um, Jenny, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and being with us tonight. And we will get excited to read all the articles. Check us out next time. We're jumping into our holiday series. So ready for some fun with that. Our first episode is going to be a PSA to families, friends, others on how you can help i have a lot to say it's <laughs> a, a big episode it's a big episode during folks. the holidays so check us out then have a good night good night thank you for joining us thank you for joining us at the table for our interview with jenny crawford from autism advocate parenting magazine if you are enjoying the podcast and where you're listening allows we would appreciate if you could rate and review us you can also leave a review on our facebook page 
sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also email us at tableforfivepodcasts at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. Join us next week as we start diving into our holiday series. Can't wait to sit with you. We'll see you there.